Hello and welcome to Take Cover Seattle Storm podcast, your source for game analysis and news with your host, Andrew McDonald. Welcome to Take Cover, the Seattle Storm podcast, our inaugural episode, having a good old discussion and blather about, as we like to say here in the UK, the first matchup of the season, which is the Seattle Storm versus the Minnesota Lynx, which took place on the 6th of April, 2022. So, First, before we get started into things, we'll have a nice little quick lineup of what we're going to have a little discussion of. First, we'll be having a discussion of our new store members. Who are they? Where are they coming from? What their background is? Then we'll get stuck into the game itself, having a look at the first and second quarters. Then having a look at that nice, juicy third quarter that happened that really pull the whole thing together and then really rounding off with some overall remarks about the overall summary things and what's going on so starting us off then the new members of the seattle storm so first of all we've got brianne january who is a seven time wnba all defensive player then we have Jantel Lavender, 2016 WNBA Sixth Player of the Year. Then we also have Gabby Williams, 2021 EuroLeague Defensive Player of the Year. So we have a nice, fantastic group all coming in to say hello and pop in the door and say hi how you doing all to the seattle storm for this year and of course for people that don't know brian january and gabby williams are both play for the same teams out with the WNBA. First, they won the EuroLeague Championship this year together, as well as they won in a three-game sweep for the Hungarian League title. So, nice bit of pedigree for Brian January and Gabby Williams joining into the team. As well as we have a fantastic article from Percy Allen from the Seattle Times, who had a nice wee article talking all about exactly what is it like for Brianne and Gabby coming in and really for Brianne it's her last season just like it's going to be for a Sue Bird this year projected to be at least Sue's last season Brianne also projected to be her last season so she wants that one last chance at a championship and also we have here nicely from the article from the Seattle Times, as it says here, from coach Noel Quinn, as she says, it's been amazing having them here. You notice right away the energy, intensity, and communication has picked up. They've stepped in the building and injected another level of everything. It's been very positive. Our systems aren't easy to pick up, and they've done that. 
So we want them to get as comfortable and as confident and settle in because we need them. And then also it says there a bit from Gabby as well. As she says, when you play with players like this and a group like this, they've been together for however long. It's not hard to put that last puzzle piece in. It's not hard for me to figure out what I need to do and how I can help. I just have to do what I do. I don't have to do anything outside what I'm asked. They're not experimenting with me. Just go in and do what you do. And of course, as anybody that doesn't know, Gabby is a big, fantastic Attack on Titan lover. So you can immediately get into the whole mindset of getting there. Imagine the basket is literally like the Colossal Titan and go attack Gabby. Go straight for that basket. Go straight for that Colossal Titan's neck. And for anybody that doesn't know Attack on Titan, they'll be going, what the heck is he actually going on about? But no doubt we'll have Gabby going in and attacking like she's a member of the Scouting Brigade from Attack on Titan. So the big key issue for the game as well is as well as for the next few weeks for the seattle storm is that mercedes russell who is our center is out and she is out for three to five weeks with a non-basketball injury so the big looming question that we have is how will the team do without mercedes is our starting center and then of course we had with this game our answer for exactly what Noel Quinn's going to do. And that's going to be potentially starting Ezzy Magmagor as the starter for the duration until Mercedes is back. And of course, then suddenly people might go, oh no, Ezzy, we don't want her in there. And I'm like, no, don't worry. It's completely fine. Why is that? Because even though Ezzy is not really a rookie now she's been in the league for a little tiny bit but she has also part of that championship melbourne boomers team for those people as well outside the wnba as he plays for the wnbl which is the australian women's basketball team and they are also won the championship so we have a bunch of champions all coming into the storm even before we've even established a season to start with. How fantastic is that as a team that we have already have a bunch of champions already before we've even got to the playoff season, before we've even started to say, haha, now we want to go and attack that colossal titan ourselves. Now we want to go and get the championship for ourselves. Because, of course, as everybody knows, this is the season for the Seattle Storm in which we want that championship. We want Sue to leave out on that high note and to give her that lovely big trophy at the end of it. So. We have all this lovely championship pedigree coming in. Let's get stuck into and let's get tucked into the game itself. So for the starters for the storm, we have Sue Bird, Joe Lloyd, Gabby Williams, Brianna Stewart, Ezzy McBegore. And then, of course, one of the big main stories of the game was for the Minnesota Lynx. Their starters are... 
or were Ariel Powers, Rachel Bannum, Jessica Shepard, Yvonne Turner and their centre, Sylvia Fowles. Now, the key thing that was huge for the Lynx in this game is that they were missing three of their stars. Who were their three stars? Were Nafisa Collier, who is pregnant, Damaris Dantis, who is a right foot injury, and Kayla McBride, who's currently playing overseas in Fenerbahce, Safipur in Turkey at the minute. As well as we have the other injury for the links of Angel McCautry with a right knee injury as well. So tons of injuries and lots of things all going on for the links. And of course, one of those problems is how are they going to get over this hump of this injuries that they have? And how much pressure is going to be placed on Sylvia Fowles? So... Let's get stuck into the first and second quarters, which started off really well for the Lynx. They started with an 8-0 run. The Lynx were hitting those three-pointers, as well as Sylvia Fowles was getting all those touches that you would want to have your center get in the paint. Also, what was great for the Lynx is our Storm starters all were struggling. So we had Jewel Lloyd of three of six, so she only had eight points. Brianna Stewart, Stewie was struggling with two of 10, as well as Sue only had one out of three. And then to top all that off, they had five storm turnovers. So everything basically was starting to click in the right way for the Minnesota Lynx at the start of the game. They're having those three pointers go in, Sylvia Fowles is getting those touches as well as the Storm Stars are all struggling. Then, here, here they come to save the day. It was actually the bench. It's a Storm bench that came and gave that spark. That maybe lightning spark, if we say being the Seattle Storm that come and gave us the boost that we needed. What exactly happened was a big huge kick in the backside, big huge kick in the butt, and we were able to eventually reach halftime at a score of 45, dead even 45 between the Lynx and the Storm. What was that built off the back of? was an 18 points and Stephanie Talbot making a big impact with three out of five. Jantel Lavender at a four out of five as well as the Storm making a 10-2 run all nicely getting us there to the half. So thank you very much Seattle Storm Bench. You're absolutely fantastic. What does this show is that in the future games that we have when we have a problem like Sue, Jewel, and Stewie all starting to struggle, we could go, oh no, what are we going to do? Put our hands up in the air. Do we panic? No, we don't. And what we could do is here in the UK is 
put the kettle on. Don't worry about it. We have this fantastic bench to rely upon us. And this is going to be one of the key things as well to know in future games of how much the bench is going to be an impact for us as well. So what was so key about the first and second quarter is not only is the bench making a fantastic comeback into it, is this is when the defense that I started to notice really started to kick things up. Stephanie Talbot had an excellent block on a three, and then Gabby Williams was really just showing her absolutely amazing impact that she was having the whole game as well defensively. There's a couple of ones that I want to point out. The first one is where she just straight up strips Sylvia Fowles. That's right. You have your center coming up there, and then, just like what we said, Gabby is like part of the scouting squad for Attack on Titan. She sees Sylvia Fowles with the ball in her hand. Gabby is like Levi Ackerman. She's like, no, you are not getting that in there. And she strips the ball away from Sylvia Fowles. Absolutely amazing. Then also, what had happened in another play is Gabby also then grabs the ball, all that lovely hustle play, and then that forces a jump ball. So even though things started off in a, on the wrong foot, as you'd like to say, things then started to pull around with the storm bench and then with also the defense that was starting to come up to it. So then, we're at halftime at this point. The score is dead even, 45-45. What exactly is the thing that is going to change? And there's a really great quote, well, at least paraphrasing, because I can't remember off the top of my head here, that Jewel Lloyd was asked at the end of the game. And that is, you had all these problems happen in the first and second half. What was the difference that happened basically in the third and fourth what's the thing that turned everything around and jewel gave the fantastic answer of we turn up the defense and we made deflections as we said what was so fantastic about what started to happen in the second and so forth up to the break is that defense started to crank up and then it just hit that next level once we got into the third quarter. So going into the third quarter, the storm started off absolutely fantastically and that defense was turned all the way up to living old Spinal Tap reference, outdated now, of course. <laughs> but that defense is all the way up there. What was going on? What's some examples of that? Sue Bird makes a steal and then passes to Jewel for the two. Ezzy Magmagor steals for a two. There's another steal from Jewel, but that didn't lead to a score, as well as there is an interception for Jewel as well all going on so tons of steals happening and interceptions as well as we have then also massive three-pointers all gone in for sue stewie and gabby and really what was so amazing to watch in this third quarter was all the interplay that was happening and 
engagement between Jewel and Sue. There was so much of them in unison and so much in sync. It was like they were telepathically on the same wavelength. And really, you had Jewel really just hit so much points in. And why was that? Sue was just managing to continually find her every every spot that she wanted to basically put her to. And what was one of the key ones of that is almost half court pass from Sue to Jewel and straight up in and it was an absolute beautiful thing to watch. One to hopefully go back and have a rewatch on YouTube and so forth as well. What was the main things that we got away from that third quarter was it's basically Jewel and Sue's quarter. Jewel with 17 points, shooting 6 out of 11. Sue, 9 points, 3 out of 3. Now the crazy thing that happened was people laughed Sue Bird wide open for those threes. It was absolutely insane crazy. Not quite to the level of what people would think of, would you leave Steph Curry open? No. Well, the same question could be asked here. Would you leave Sue Bird open? No. Get someone defending on there. And Sue took advantage every single time she was left open, hitting every one of those three-pointers going in. And then she also, as you said, racking it up with all those assists, getting up to nine assists. She almost ended the game. We're almost skipping ahead a little bit as well. At a double-double, Sue was starting off absolutely burning hot. So then, how did the third quarter end is massive 20-point lead for the Storm at 75 to the Lynx's 55. And then, ultimately, what happened after that is the defense is still really turned up from the Storm. More steals happening, and really the fourth quarter then belonged to Brianna Stewart. Stewie taking over the fourth with the scoring, and then really that rounded off the entire game with the final score being 97-74. to 74. Or we should say 94 to the Storm and 74 to the Minnesota Lynx. So what can we say overall about the game as a whole is that the storm held the links to 33 points in the second half and that really just shows the immense level of defense and how good we should feel coming out of this game for how well and how strong this Seattle Storm defense is to hold the team to 33 points is absolutely chef's kiss mwah fantastic also another thing to note as well is the Lynx just couldn't hit a three to save their life they were shooting at a 19 percent in total for the entire game only made four out of 21 shots absolutely atrocious obviously that's one of the key points that the Lynx need to work on for their next game to get that three point percentage up of course, who had a great game for the Lynx is Sylvia Fowles, scoring 16 points, 
making 8 out of 14 shots, as well as Jessica Shepard needs a mention with 12 rebounds, which makes up 8 defensive rebounds, 4 offensive rebounds, as well as 5 assists. Interestingly, in the stat bit, which don't worry, I don't like to get into stats very much whatsoever, but only when they're necessary, and this is the necessary one, is that the Storm was actually out-rebounded on offensive rebounds by 8. So that is the Lynx got 13 and the Storm only got 4. So if we were to pick out one thing that we could say, hmm, what could be something you could potentially take away from this just awesome, amazing performances, we could maybe do a bit better trying to get those offensive rebounds for the next game, fingers crossed. Then also, what's all the positive parts about what the Storm's done, as well as the shooting percentage was just so high, field goal percentage, 33 out of 66, so that's 53%. Three-pointers were absolutely amazing percent at 48%. That's 12 out of 25. 14 steals in total, as well as five players for the Storm, all over 10 points. So we had Stewie at 14 points, Sue Bird at 11 points, Jewel at 17, Stephanie Talbot at 11, and Epiphany Prince at 13 points, which I think is honorable mention there for Epiphany Prince at the end because she had an absolutely amazing fourth quarter as well, just absolutely pounding that ball straight in left, right, and center. So... Overall, then, for this game, what can we say? Absolutely amazing game from the Storm. Complete dominance of the Lynx. And we hope this dominance will just continue on with this same level of defense. Uh, What we've currently seen versus the Lynx here is going to be such a great season to watch. All this high-level intensity of basketball going on. So, I hope you enjoyed this first episode, the inaugural episode of Take Cover, It's the Seattle Storm Podcast. I've been your host, Andrew McDonald. You can find me on Twitter at Seattle Storm Pod, as well as you can feel free to drop me an email at Gmail, which is nice and funny how that rhymes, which the email address is seattlestormpodcast at gmail.com and I will have the next podcast ready to go with a nice good old blather all about the next game which will be against the Las Vegas Aces so that will be the day after the game as well because I'm here in the UK and I need time to watch everything as well. So I'll see everybody on the 10th of May having a nice talk about our next game versus the Las Vegas Aces and Aja Wilson, we are coming for you.